We're stepping into the role of I take responsibility. I say a vow to feed this thing that's on my heart. I hold it as precious. From Nat's Numbers, I'm Nat, and this is the Numerology Chick Podcast. Let's decode the superpowers in your chart and in the people around you to create magic, synchronicity, and empowerment in your life. Hey you, welcome back. This is episode 89 and this is your October 2021 numerology guide. So here's the question of the month. (laughs) What the hell do we do after the doorway has opened? after the new opportunity has come, after there has been uh, expansion and up-leveling in our financial life, in our career, in love, relationship, in living situation, what do we do after the change has arrived? That's what this episode is going to be all about. Surprisingly, this month, This sixth universal month is a territory that a lot of us are uncomfortable in. We haven't been trained and and mentored in how to sink in to this thematic of maintenance, of consistent love and nourishment. Stay tuned for more. Before we dive in, I want to say thank you. Thank you to all of you incredible supporters. Thank you to those of you who follow me on Instagram and Facebook, who comment, who support this work in that way. Thank you to those of you who have rated and left reviews for the podcast. And thank you to those of you who have donated to support this work. Thank you, Stu, Sarah, Joe, Marina. I appreciate all of you so much. If you find the Numerology Chick podcast helpful and you want more of this work, you can support it by sharing it with friends and family. That helps out so much. By donating, there's always a link in the show notes. And of course, by rating it over on your podcast app. All right, now let's get started. So I've been thinking about this concept in numerology called the power of sequence. And the power of sequence says that every single number in the number sequence one through nine needs the preceding number to exist, but also to thrive. So for instance, you can't get to the two without going through the number one. You can't get to the three without going through the number two. I've been thinking about how this is this brilliant, elegant, beautiful metaphor for life, for the developmental phases that we go through in life. That This is describing how we go from birth to death, how we go from idea to manifestation, how we go from emptiness to fulfillment. Every single number is a developmental stage on our journey. Every single number is a rung on a ladder. But I've been thinking about what happens if we get stuck on a rung of the ladder? What happens if we get stuck in a developmental phase? Why have I been thinking about this? Well, 2021 has been a five universal year. September last month was a five universal month and now we are starting to wind into a very different energy the six October is a six universal month 
and pretty soon, before you know it, we will be in a six universal year. We're shifting gears. We're stepping into a new territory. We're stepping into a new collective developmental phase. The five has been about change, progress, up-leveling. The five has beckoned us to consider the possibility that our life can get better and better. What would happen if we allowed ourselves to expand? What would happen if we allowed ourselves to create and craft bigger and better containers in our life where we can receive more love, more money, more support, more fulfillment? What would happen if we opened up to the possibility that we could actually say yes to positive change? It's been amazing. It's been awesome. But now the change is here. And now that the six is coming into the mix, we're being asked to do something different. What happens after the change is here? What happens after the opportunity has come? What happens after the doorway has opened? Well, now we have to learn how to dedicate and commit ourselves to taking care of this special something on a consistent basis every day with the transformative power of our love. Now we're stepping into the role of the caregiver. We're stepping into the role of, I take responsibility, I say a vow to feed this thing that's on my heart. I hold it as precious. It's very different from the energy of the five, isn't it? So here's what I've been thinking. What happens when we stay stuck in the five and we don't move into the six? What happens if we don't know how to acquire the tools to become the caregiver for the dream that's on our heart? Well, then we become the hedonist. We become the person that's pursuing the shiny thing. We, could, we become the person that has the you know metaphorical midlife crisis who buys the Porsche, right? I've seen this happen with clients. People that come to me in their you know 60s, their 50s and 60s, who were stuck in the developmental cycle of the five. They were just stuck in this place of constantly seeking the next dopamine rush, the next adventure, taking risks, pushing the envelope, just wanting to experience the pleasure and the sensations of life. And then they find themselves experiencing existential depression because they never stayed someplace long enough to grow deep roots and to actually experience what happens when you love something consistently enough that it develops a beautiful life of its own, that it blooms. That's where you access sustainable, long-term, regenerative wealth, love, health, and fulfillment is in the realm of the six. But the question is, why do we get stuck? And I was thinking long and hard about this. Why do we get stuck? in the five? Why do so many of us have an aversion to making a commitment to the dream that's on our heart? Right? Why do so many of us procrastinate on the things that we say that we want? Why do we neglect them? Why do we push this precious baby that we want to create off into the closet and let it starve? Why do we do this? I was thinking about this and what came up for me was this. I've had partners of fives come to me. So partners of people that have a five life path or five expression number, I've had them come to me and say, should I be worried? 
Should I be worried that my partner is going to have a wandering eye because there are five and fives are all about spontaneity and never a dull moment and the shiny thing? And I'll say to them, oh, you don't understand. Fives are the most loyal, dedicated, committed partners. I have met them. When they stick to something that's in alignment with them, they don't let go. They can be the most devoted, enriching partners for life. But what's necessary is that that five, they need to say yes to something that is worthy of their heart. They need to say yes to something that's worthy of their dreams. Fives are, by their very nature, unconventional. They want to create something that hasn't been created before. They want to elevate it. They want to change it. They want to break the rules, but in a good way, right? They want to entertain the possibility that it could be even better than was imagined. That they could break out of the confines of what their parents did, what their grandparents did, even what their friends, colleagues, and teachers have done, and that they could create and customize something that truly makes them feel like the luckiest person in the world. So what I'll say to these partners is I'll say this. As long as this five life path or five expression number person is allowing themselves to want what they really want, they will commit to this thing in a bold and deep way. So how does that relate to you? How does that relate to all of us? It has a massive, massive implication to what we're all going through right now. In October, we need to say a vow. We need to make a commitment to being responsible for feeding this dream that's on our heart. And if there's a part of us that is hesitant, if there's a part of us that is shy to make such a bold statement, we need to take a long, hard look at number one, what needs to be tweaked. Is there something that needs to be tweaked or changed about your desire so it inspires your devotion? When you read about the six in numerology books, do you know what one of the key words of the six is? It's responsibility. Ugh, right? That word just makes us want to throw up. But it is a superpower if you know how to use it. Responsibility is a burden. Responsibility is toxic. If you are being responsible for something that you did not choose, if you're being responsible for something that isn't worthy of the dream or desire that's on your heart, a responsibility is toxic if it isn't taking into account the fundamental needs and desires that are yours. So if you're having a hard time, staying focused and committed to this dream or this desire that's on your heart? Is there something that needs to be changed so that it's yours? So that it inspires your devotion? What extra ingredient needs to be sprinkled on top so that it's something that you can get 100% behind with all of your heart? Once you get clear on that, responsibility becomes a privilege. It becomes a mission. It becomes your vocation 
And then the second piece of the puzzle is to say the vow. Once you get clear on what needs to be tweaked about your dream or desire so you can get 100% behind it, so you can devote yourself to it, then it's only natural to say the vow, to make the commitment to maintaining and loving on this desire or dream. So you might say to yourself and to your ultra-responsive cosmic best friend, you might say, I vow to nurture and love on blank every day. Maybe it's that you vow to nurture and love on the project that you're working on, the goal that you have of a particular amount of revenue. Maybe your marriage, maybe a friendship. But you got to say it out loud. I vow to believe in it, to listen to it, to respond to it and its needs. I say yes to becoming the caretaker of it because I know that it was placed on my heart for a reason. I know that it is meant to be. And I take responsibility for it. This is our work this month. Is maintaining the dreams that are already coming to fruition, watering the seeds and watching them bloom and grow. And if there's a part of you that thinks that you are responsible for making things happen, I want to be here. I want to be a voice that tells you to slow, slow down, <laughs> slow your roll, put on the brakes on that thought. Saying a vow doesn't mean that you are 100% responsible for making this dream or desire happen. You're responsible for listening to it, for holding it as precious and for feeding it every day. But it's up to your cosmic best friend. It's up to that infinite intelligence behind existence to help it grow. You know, when you plant a seed in your garden, you don't have to sit out there day and night, 24 hours a day, talking to it, monitoring it, and making sure that it sprouts. That's the job of your creator. But you do need to check on it. You do need to love on it. And if you do that, it will bloom. So, if you are ready to feed, love on, and hold your dream as precious, let me know. Comment over the, on the blog and share your vow. I vow to nurture and love on blank every day. I vow to believe in it, to listen to it, to nurture it. And if you do that, you are light years ahead of most in being prepared for 2022, a six universal year. It's time for us to engage in the magic of deepening our roots, deepening our dedication and our commitment to using the transformative power of love for those things that we choose. Now, if you need some extra help in October, 
if you want some one-on-one support, I do have some slots open for my one-month program and my eight-week program. So don't be shy. Click the link in the show notes to check out my programs and to possibly enroll. I'd love to meet you. Thank you so much for being here, and I'll talk with you again next month. Bye. Thank you.